greetings. Welcome back to Cape Lead Revolution. This is Chachi. And, uh, you know, I, I was I was in the gym working out this morning and I was thinking about different things I needed to do. And then I realized that I hadn't gotten any uh, like Gatorades or Powerades for my fridge that's out in, I've got a, a separate detached garage that we call the hangar and it's more gym than it is hangar. So it's like a thousand square feet. It's pretty epic to have this in our backyard. So super happy. And obviously we have our beer fridge out there, but I like to put some, uh, some Powerades in there just when I get done working out. We've got treadmill, elliptical, rower, we've got weights and, and all that kind of stuff. So realistically, I don't need to go to gym for anything. But anyway, uh, you know, I wanted to grab a Powerade. And, and again, I, I just started thinking about, about, about metaphors, right? Is that I don't always want a Powerade and I don't always want the same type of Powerade. And so what I need to do is stock my fridge for, uh, you know, whatever thing that I might have in there. So if I go to that fridge right now, you know, there's some beers, there's some soft drinks, there's some vitamin waters, there's some Powerades, uh, you know, there's a bottle of wine or two, some, some champagne, things of that nature. So a good random smattering of everything that you could want inside your fridge. And it just kind of reminding me of uh, three different metaphors that, that I've been working on and thinking about in reference to leadership and our understanding. And realistically, um, you know, these metaphors aren't unique to leadership. They can be applied towards your own individual growth and your individual growth toward whatever you would want to do, right? Because there's there's probably not just one thing that's going to make you the top in your field or that that's going to make you an expert. It's the finite little details. It, it, it's some of the small things. And it was interesting, um, as I was watching the Kansas City Chiefs play the Denver Broncos last night on Sunday Night Football. Chiefs, uh, you know, even though I'm a Browns fan, I was raised a Browns fan, we moved to Kansas City when I was 12, so I am a huge Chiefs fan as well. Um, you, you kind of scared me last night, Chiefs. Uh, so, But uh, the Browns had an amazing day. Epic day, great win over the, the Tennessee Titans. But as, as I'm watching and I'm, I'm listening to the commentary from Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, they're talking about some of their pregame interviews with some of the players. And they're talking about Patrick Mahomes. And they ask what Patrick Mahomes has been working on. And he talks about his footwork. And they were kind of breaking down some of his passes and some of the oddball throws he continues to make. You know, they said, you know, sometimes, if not a lot of times, Patrick is, is kind of, uh, you know, not very satisfied with that work because he's throwing off the, his back foot and just his footwork isn't great in order to make those passes happen. So, you know, so, so Patrick Mahomes is not just there learning plays and, and just throwing the ball. He's working on his footwork, you know, and just looking how that may impact, you know, the quality of his game. And so I, you know, I, I think about all these different things. And again, it's, it's the small things that are, that are going to make sense, but the, the, the three analogies that, that I like to use, um, are, are the, the chef, the conductor and the UFC fighter or the MMA fighter, right? Is that when, when you're talking about your growth and your understanding of leadership concepts, the first thing that I look to is, is a chef. Number one is kind of what, what sparked this is you need to have the right ingredients inside your kitchen and or your fridge, right? So if you're going to make something amazing, you need to make sure you have the right ingredients. But then on top of having the right ingredients, it's adding the right ingredients to the correct proportion. Something's going to come across too sweet or too salty, or you're going to keep it in the oven too long. It's going to burn or not enough, and it's going to be raw. So not only do you need to add the right type of environmentals, the, the number of ingredients, the length of time in the oven or in the frying pan, things of that nature. But at the same time, a lot like some of that, the stuff I was discussing with Patrick Mahomes, it's the way you do things, right? So for all, all the cooks out there, like there's, there's a difference in just mixing things together or folding things in, right? And I don't know if you've ever seen the videos for the Japanese 
like jiggly cheesecake, but they, they make it different. Like they make a regular cheesecake, but the way that they do it is light and fluffy and kind of jiggles as, as you, you shimmy it back and forth. So, so, so much of this, of this cooking, you need to have the ingredients. You need to have the right tools at your disposal. You need to use them at the right time for the right length, but you need to use them in the right order in an order that's, that's going to make sense. And it's funny. I saw a, uh, a guy the other day as, as we were, uh, you know, just a couple weeks past Thanksgiving now here in the wonderful year of 2020. And he said, Hey, hope everyone likes my, uh, my deviled eggs. And it was just his tray of 12 hard boiled eggs that were sitting there with some mustard drizzled on top, uh, some mayonnaise drizzled on top with paprika sprinkled all over it. Right now. And, and, and I love it because that's such a great leadership picture because that does, those are all the ingredients you need to make deviled eggs, but not even close to being a deviled egg. You had the right ingredients. You didn't follow the right steps. You didn't do it in, in the way that made sense for, um, an acceptable end game. And so it, it, it wasn't there. So, so that, that's what I like about like the thing of chef, right? The chef you know, works absolute magic inside that kitchen. And, and I, I just love that analogy of, of, you know, using all your leadership skills because we talk about all these leadership words. And I mean, they're, and they're just, there are tons out there and whether it's going to be trust or whether it's going to be expectations or what you say alignment, uh, perspective, you know, and, and, and expectations that, you know, caring. And then you're going to talk about integrity. You know, you're going to talk about all these different things. Uh, emotional intelligence, right? You're, you're, you're going to focus on motivation and you're going to learn all these things, but if you can't apply them, uh, in a way that makes sense in a way that, that achieves the end goal, if you are applying, you know, the wrong ingredients you know, to the wrong level at the wrong time, no one's going to like what you're cooking, right? So we need to adopt this mindset of, of the chef, which kind of ties into, uh, you know, a, a second one to where if you're not, uh, if you're not a foodie kind of person. But, you know, I, I think of the conductor of an orchestra and the, the conductor is there and you're looking at all the different pieces out there of this orchestra and not everyone is playing at the same time. Not everyone is playing at the same level. Some things are, are rarely used or, or used sporadically, but they're used for the right impact, right? To give that right sound, to really round out an arrangement. All this can happen if we're reading the music right. If the conductor is there and knows what to use and when to make it happen, right? And that's the same thing in leadership. We need to use what to use and when. If now, are there a lot of times where perhaps you're going to have to get angry? Of course, of course, right? But that's like you know, clanging the, the cymbals. Cymbals just don't clang throughout an entire song, as 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 we're, we're listening to an, an orchestra. They're used at the right time for the right net gain, right? And we just don't clang those things incessantly because I'm a, I'm a cymbal player, right? If you're using anger, if you're screaming at all your people, right, that's going to lose its effectiveness if it ever was effective at all, right? You can get away with this once, maybe twice at the exception and, and not the rule, right? But, but we need to understand that. And we need to understand how this plays out for people and what you need to do, um, you know, to, to, to make beautiful music, to make this happen, to lead all your different, because you're gonna have all these different people, right? And all these people are playing all these different instruments. They have different wants, likes, needs, desires, different personalities. They're motivated by different things. They hate different things, right? They respond to different things. Their goals are different things. And so you need to take all of this together and blend them together like this amazing conductor to make beautiful music, this amazing symphony of leadership, understanding, and mission success, right? That, that, that's what I love about that analogy. 
And then the third one is that of the MMA fighter. And I, I use UFC because I watch UFC the most. I'm not too huge into Bellator, but I'm getting there. Um, so the, the thing with the, the MMA fighter is that, you know, they are primarily, they're, they're going to announce whether they're going to be a jiu-jitsu person or a karate person or a Muay Thai, right, or a wrestler. And you're going to have all these core skills that people would kind of pigeonhole you and lump you into to one of those things. Like if that's your background by and large. Um, but at the same time, the great MMA fighters, this is why it's mixed martial arts. It's not that they have their wheelhouse. It's that, uh, you know, they're trying not to have a wheelhouse. They're trying to be great at everything or they're trying to make everything their, their wheelhouse. And what they do is that they develop a game plan to adjust to their opponent on the opposite side of the ring. Right. And so, so this, this is, a, you know, the thing I like about this analogy is you have to adjust for that other person. It's looking across the ring, looking across the octagon and seeing that other person and you, you know, their strengths and weaknesses and you're doing your best to account for their strengths and weaknesses. So you can do what's right in order to, to make it make sense. I wish we did that more in a leadership aspect. Now, obviously the, the shitty part of this analogy is you're not there to punch your subordinates or your direct reports, right? Or any of that stuff. But, but the key understanding is, is you need to know those people. If you want to be very effective, if you want to get inside the ring, right, and, and, and help make you all effective and you want to have a successful engagement, right, then you need to know strengths and weaknesses and you need to plan accordingly because you just can't have your style because your style only works for you. The way that you like to be communicated with, the way that you like to be led, the way that you like people following you, the things that motivate you, like, like these are all unique to you that by and large are not going to be the same that you know with anybody else in the world because you are perfectly unique just like everybody else in the world and i know how funny that sounds right but it's absolutely true but the thing is if we don't stop and recognize that the way that we without even trying right the way we communicate with people we communicate with people as if they have the same understanding that we have as if they value words to the same level that we do, as if they have the shared perspective that we have, right? And we, we, we have this communication. And, and the thing that I, I, I'm fond of saying is stop throwing words at each other. It's as if you're holding a trash can full of ticker tape and, and each ticker tape has one word on it. Well, we grab a handful of words and we throw it at the other person, right? And that's just kind of how we view communication. But we need to understand that as leaders, that some people are not going to understand those words and not, not, not that they can't comprehend it, but they don't have the same perspective. They don't have the same knowledge. They don't have the same background information. So their capacity to truly understand what's at play, it's, it, it, it's not that it isn't there, but it's at least diminished. And we need to have a conversation about this. We need to realize this. And then we, as successful leaders, should adjust the way that we communicate in a way that's most meaningful to the person that we are communicating to, person and or people. And I get that it isn't always possible, right? If you're going to speak to the masses, that, that isn't it, right? And, and, and so I, I'm not offering an understanding of how to do that. But what I am offering is that the ability for us to have the emotional intelligence to realize that the world does not communicate like us. There's always something going to be different. And then, and just, you know, one of the things that I'm fond of talking about is, is words. We value words differently. And I've, I've said this in multiple different podcasts, I believe, is that when I look to, to the understanding of words, if I were to give you five words, awesome, spectacular, amazing, 
terrific and bodacious, right? And ask you to rank order them from least impactful to most impactful, we are gonna have different lists because you value these words differently. You have a value system that puts different weight on these words, right? And so, so when we can acknowledge that at the onset, that people value words differently, this is why I don't believe in synonyms. Because if you use a synonym for one of the words that I said, you distort my meaning. And it, not, not purposefully, definitely not maliciously. Well, it could be, right? But they're going in assumptions. You're not going to do that maliciously. But if you're going to paraphrase, if, if you're going to use synonyms, then you're going to distort my original meaning. And so when we understand that, that from the onset of any of our communication, it's going to be distorted based off the different value systems, then I think it helps us see what we need to focus on and what we can do better. So yeah, so so uh, man, three, three analogies, right? And, and whether it's going to be the chef, whether it's going to be the conductor or, or the, the MMA fighter, I just want you to think how you understand and how you view your understanding of leadership, right? Because if, if you're listening to this, you're more than likely a leader in some way, shape or form. Uh, whether it's one person, whether it's you're the head of a household, right? And, and you're trying to work on your communication skills because you want to have greater engagement. You want to have better connection, right? And then I say that, you know, leadership is a byproduct of that connection. And you, you want to work on all those things is that just by doing nothing, you're failing. And I, I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that to, to sound bad because like you have to try at this. Just not studying communication and you just communicate like throwing words out of your face, right? That's going to be bad. Like, like you can be so much more productive. You can be so much more effective if you study, if you choose, if you listen to podcasts like this and others and read books and whatever, and just give yourself a different understanding for how we communicate and operate with each other. So uh, as always, I appreciate your time today. Again, I'm going to do a little bit better job, like two and a half months off was enough for me. So I'm ready to get back at it. So I hope this December morning finds you well. Uh, and again, you can always email me chachi at capelead.com or hit me on social media at Tim Pachesa on Twitter, at Chachi Pachesa on, on Instagram. Leave a message for me or comment something on the Cape Lead Facebook page. And uh, man, we will talk to you soon. So this is Chachi reminding you to always educate, anticipate, and dominate. Cheers, everybody. Later.